Hi, I'm Joanne Murphy. Welcome to Try Talking Sport, the podium podcast for athletes, adventurers and endurance enthusiasts. Welcome to episode 9 of Try Talking Sport. In this episode, I am joined by Kay-Ann Horgan and Valerie Fogarty, fellow Galway Tri Club members who completed Ironman Sweden in August of this year. They have had a very diverse journey to Ironman, both in terms of family life and sporting background. This episode brings us through their road to Ironman for Kay-Ann and Val, looking at what brought them together, their training and the fun they had along the way, supported by a tribe made up of family, friends and fellow triathletes. They call themselves Accidental Ironman Athletes and remain extremely humble as to what they have achieved. Val completed 109 marathons prior to her marathon at Ironman Sweden. She signed up to her first Ironman 70.3 race in 2017 as a challenge to celebrate her 50th birthday. And despite being pulled from the water in her first race and not making the cutoff on the bike in her second, she persevered with her biggest challenge and faced her fear in relation to swimming to complete her first Ironman this year. Married to John with four sons, Ronan, Sean, Connor and Keelan, she juggled training and a busy household with her passion for sport to become an Ironman this year. Kayanne Horgan started dabbling in triathlon in 2006 when her husband Carl and his cousin Ross were participating in the sport. Her first race, she borrowed a bike and used a surfing wetsuit for the swim. She took part in the events, enjoying the social and sporting side of triathlon more than the actual racing itself. Kayanne and Carl welcomed Maeve into the world just over seven years ago and she has in recent years returned to triathlon again. Managing her training with her busy family life and solicitor practice saw her take a less is more approach to her training. She has completed two 70.3 distance events to date and completed her first marathon last October at Run Galway Bay. This year, along with Val, she heard those magic words, you are an Ironman for the very first time. Kayan and Val, welcome. Delighted you could join me today for this, the ninth episode of the show. So before we get into the thick of the interview, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your background in sport? And Val, do you want to go first? No problem. Um, my name is Valerie Fogarty. I am a Cork woman living in Galway. I am. I have been a stay-at-home mother for 24 years. And um, I suppose I got into running as a sanity for myself. That was my thing. Um, and then, like everything else, I just used to do all the short races and then slowly, slowly got into marathon running. And I have discovered about myself that I'm very goal-orientated and I decided why run one marathon when you can run 100 and get a medal. <laughs> so I ran 100 and then I did the six majors. And when I was standing on the line of marathon 101, which was in Tokyo, the 100 marathons had been done and the six majors box was ticked and I decided I didn't see any more point in running multiple marathons. So I was turning 50 the following year and I decided I'd do something that would um, challenge me a little bit and scare me. So I decided um, to sign up for half Ironman. Never having done a triathlon, wasn't even really a great swimmer. Um, but again, and that's an understatement, really, about not being a great swimmer. Oh, but we'll come back to I that. Know, yeah. <laughs> really couldn't swim at all. Mammy swim. I'll explain that in a minute. But um, so I decided then that, uh, yeah, I put it. I was making a list of, of things I'd like to do in my 50th year. And this to me was going to be the biggest thing. Um, 
I know I could run, I could bike and I would just have to learn how to swim. But it, later on, when I made a few triathlon friends, I was kind of made aware of the madness of it, going to kind of such a, a huge distance um, triathlon for my first. But that was that was my first introduction then into triathlon. That was in 2017. 2017. Yeah. Um, and then, Kayanne, if we move across to you, you dabbled in triathlon a few years earlier than that. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself first before we start talking about your background in the sport. My name is Kayanne Horgan Prendergast. I'm married to Carl Prendergast. I've got a daughter, Maeve, who's seven and a half, very important half. I'm a Kerry woman living in Galway. I don't know if there are any Galway people actually from Galway living in Galway. Everyone well, seems three to be months old. Old. Yeah. Yeah. three monster people in the yeah. room here, That's two it. Corkonians and a, and a Kerry. So you'd be supporting Kerry on Sunday? Well, yeah, we're all supporting Yeah, we are, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so how did I get into triathlon? Really, I was surrounded by with my husband, Carl, and his cousin, Ross O'Daly, who you've met. And um, it was kind of a charity thing, I think, back in 2006 in Ballymore, Eustace. We did it for charity. We were asked, would we do a sprint triathlon? I didn't know what it involved. I couldn't run. I had to hide Nelly. I put on my surfing wetsuit and went into the, the lake. I nearly dislocated my shoulders trying to swim in the, the surfing wetsuit because, you know, it's, it's not really built for swimming. But, um, yeah, we did it. I survived and it just seemed to to roll on from there but they just seemed to be kind of like charity things I never actually wanted to do a triathlon but I seemed to be pulled into it all the time if you know what I mean um, but Carl got into it quite seriously and he did 70.3 he did full Ironman and I would go to the social occasions that really was the height of my involvement until about 2017 probably when I did 70.3 and I did an Olympic the year before with a different brand um, so slowly slowly I got got into it but the hardest bit definitely was going from zero to 5k running you know definitely when the I look back on it yeah just trying to get up to that level where you can actually run you know okay. I could walk and run walk and run walk and run but I couldn't actually run the full 5k okay so just getting fit was really difficult and painful and suffering which I didn't enjoy at all yeah. So I never really wanted to suffer, you know, I never really wanted to do athletics. But bit by bit, I suppose I got fitter and I was surrounded by it. I couldn't avoid it. Yeah. It was everywhere. So I don't really so, have a career in it, to be honest. <laughs> so how does a non-runner, okay biker, okay swimmer, become great friends with a serial marathon runner, okay biker, completely useless swimmer, <laughs> and you both cross the finish line at the Ironman Sweden in Kalmar? this year where did this beautiful relationship come from oh wow there's probably a few different incidents that happened yeah I, 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 I I believe things in life line up perfectly and um Ironman was never a goal for me absolutely life goal, not never a goal no. um one triathlon was a goal for me the 70.3 exactly and then I suppose w- I won because I signed up for that one triathlon. I joined Galway Tri mm-hmm. because I needed a license, and then because of that, then I I, I went to the classes, a couple of the swim, swim classes, classes. Yeah. and I went because I had done a seventy point three. I thought, no, I should be in level three by the reading of the the, the thing, and I went into that that class, and I nearly killed me. I used to be crying going into the car, crying coming out. So then I said, I think I'm gonna drop down a level. 
And then I joined a level two class in ocean fitness. And that's where I met Kayan, mm-hmm. who was definitely, you know. So you're definitely a talker. Yeah. So I'd look for any excuse to stop the session. <laughs> <laughs> and chat. Yeah. And, and Valerie And I'd be looking for a buddy at the end where we could take a breather. Yeah. And uh, we'd be like, go on, go on. Everybody was passing. I'd like, we'd, and we'd, 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 we'd fight be, to be at the back. <laughs> we were fighting each <laughs> yeah. other to be. And Patrick was saying, will somebody go? Yeah. Please, <laughs> somebody go. So that was, and then that's how we probably met. And then from there, we went to Doolin with Galway Tri Club um, for a cycle. And um, you had a nasty crash that I year, did. Val, didn't yeah, you? That off was, hill. Yeah, I, I, I used to joke to Ken saying that in the running world and you know, Martin Club Ireland and you know, Cockley Sea, that they'd have known me as you know, the girl who ran fit for life or the girl who'd run 100 marathons. But in Galway Try, I was the girl who I had DNF'd in a, in a second with hypothermia down in Lost Sheep. The September before, I said I'd give 70.3 another go and that I DNF'd with hypothermia and then I fell off the bike. So I said to Ken, this is how I'm known and going to try as the girl who DNF'd off a swim and crashed off a bike on a descent. So that was my introduction. It was quite scary seeing her come off the bike. I was yeah, right behind her. She was behind me. And she didn't move her. It seemed like an eternity. It was only one or two seconds. But yeah. it just yeah. was, it was frightening. Yeah. And that was enough to put a fear as well on me which I sure neither of us can yeah. descend now we're yeah. great at going up the mountains now but we can't that's descend it, yeah we're very poor descenders now I, I think that's a good a that's the nerve is gone yeah. and I, that's not a bad thing that is that isn't a bad thing plus so, I would say we both realised that we had gone through say a bereavement that happened that really affected us in life yeah, like my yeah. mom passed away very suddenly your and brother, brother passed, passed away. away yeah and I think because that we both have the attitude that you kind of just live in the moment in the day and you make the most of yeah you know whatever life Definitely. gives you if yeah. we're lucky enough yeah. to be able to turn up and start a race to turn up yeah. and start an Ironman I mean that's just mad and, and why I, wouldn't I think we it try was, it and we started chatting yeah, it through then I definitely think what kind of drew us to each other was the fact that we were both prepared to play everything all out you know we yeah. you know I, I understood that life was short and just why not you know give it a go yeah and, and that's that's but with a bit yeah. of kindness thrown in not you know from a competitive point no, of view no you know no. we both thought it would be a mad thing to do and we both had that mindset that we would give it our all if we were going to do it and you'd respect the distance absolutely we were going to train properly yeah you know we weren't as much as we it. could yeah yeah so you have very know. different lives as well because obviously Maeve is seven and a half uh, you also have your own um, business as well, so you're traveling quite a bit. You're a solicitor and yeah. uh, busy in court and things like that. And then Val, you're a homemaker with four kids. You've had a leave insert in your house probably every year yeah. for the past four years. Your yeah. youngest is 18. Just finished um, leave insert now. You know, yeah. so it's a, they're busy households, yeah. very, very different. So um, mm. how do you marry your schedules to get your training to work for both of you you've both very supportive husbands very uh, much you know yeah, Carl yeah. and John yeah. they're not afraid yeah. of a bit of training themselves and they enjoy it as well of yeah. course how do you juggle the lifestyle uh, and the life to come together to do your bit of training and, uh, and I would definitely think that was more challenging for you you know trying to juggle the work and squash yeah. it all into the and you're weekends. also moving house Val as well so you're yeah, moving from yeah. the country but I suppose my big thing is my, my husband lived abroad for five years and has only moved back mm. this year so that helped in the sense that I, I had backup at home he's only back since um, Christmas this year so 
you know, again, it's about things lining up perfectly. You yeah. know, like if I, I couldn't have done it in the previous year. Well, we talked about, you know, what we're going on in our lives. Yeah. To see, was it even possible? So I yeah. see I have an elderly father who's down in Kerry. My sister's abroad. You know, I thought, would it be possible to still be, able, you know, kind of take care of my dad yeah. and take on this without letting Valerie down if, you know, if I have to go down and mind him or he ends up in hospital. And we said, look, if life gets in the way, it gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep going life until yeah. something stops us. And if it, something doesn't stop us and we yeah. turn up at the start line, then we we'll worry days. about, about <laughs> what the day ahead of us. Yeah. But we, and you thought the same, you know, you had a lot yeah. going on in your life. Yeah. And you thought it might get in the way. I don't know if we'd be able to stick to a plan. But let's take a week by but, week. But that said, too, what was really fantastic, because lives were hectic, we had this space every weekend, because um, that was generally when we were doing all the long stuff. And I mean, the day after, the, well, the couple of days after the Ironman, when Ken left the day before me, I said, oh, my God, Ken, I'm really going to miss you now. Do you know, it was the regularity, the the time, you know, that yeah. we'd meet every week. and Checking in with each yeah, other. Yeah, and we, we knew we were doing this on a specific day and... It was the plan, the program, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like you're set adrift and cast adrift and, you know, we have to find a new plan. <laughs> we had such great days out. We had, we had a lot days. of hard days out. Tough days, yeah. And you know. uh, Did you enjoy it? I loved every bit of the training. Yeah. We had such fun, really, most of the time, yeah. didn't we? We had. And even when we weren't having fun. In a way, we were having. We were fun. laughing about it. I mean, there we was had one days day there. Smoke, do you know? <laughs> we always go back. A to storm day. came in, and we thought we'd get home ahead of it, and we didn't. We were cowering under a bush, uh, with the two bikes up against a wall, and uh, okay, now is the time for the people in the white coats to come and take us away. Yeah. This was this Bananas. was a tough, tough day. My mother um, often asks if we have a switch that we can just turn it off. You know, this adrenaline switch that we get when we go to go racing and training and do crazy things. I don't think we do have a no. switch that we can turn off. No. And did the men in white coats ever turn up? No, because we were... They couldn't find us. We no. were hiding behind I a know. ditch. <laughs> in Rossmo. No, but we were so in the moment. Do you know what I mean? That day, we still go back to that day. And I can still picture the torrential rain coming down. And even then we made it to the shop and we were we just were dripping... Soaked. We rang Carl to come and get us. Yeah, we had, now, to, we were, had to be rescued that day. I would always be the one who would say, let's ring Carl or let's, you know, if it's getting too tough and Valor, you're, you're tough. You'd yeah. say, let's just tough it out. <laughs> no, we have day. to call it today. We had to call it a day that day. We couldn't see the road with the rain. The wind was, we couldn't yeah, hold the yeah. bicycle. Yeah. That day was crazy. With the or another, another day that I, you know, there was two really significant days for me in the training that I knew that we were going to do this was one day we did a three and a half kilometre swim in Galway Bay and it was so tough. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was so, so tough. And that was one day. And then there was another day we cycled to Athlone and back and we had such a lovely day. day. We yeah. had a fantastic day. And I, well, that was about 160k, whatever, maybe 150k cycle that yeah. day. And I thought, oh, yeah, we've got this. You know, and they, they were probably the two most significant training days on top of all the other tough days but they were for me the mm. the, the, the deal breakers i think yeah. and we, we just kept this. turning up yeah i think that's the key the consistency consistency yeah. from early on if you can set out some sort of plan but not a plan so that it's so onerous that yeah. you feel like it's pressure on you because life gives you enough pressures you have it from everywhere between work parents children yeah you don't need another pressure in your life Gotta be fun. It down. Gotta, it's gotta be fun. Yeah, and just every yeah. week, take every week as it comes. If you can do that week, great. 
next the next week then what are we doing but I, I say know? to people now <laughs> if you're looking at the plan just look at the week you're doing don't yeah. look five weeks ten weeks ahead because that used to scare me so much thinking I'll never manage that and then I was thinking I only had to do today yeah that was yeah. all I had to do was the, the, one, the, the day. one day Valerie is better then, for the plan she had the book I love the I plan. had no book I, I didn't know you. I was I'm coming up, go- so I was fine. <laughs> I'm very goal orientated, and I work better with plans. And I knew that was how I was gonna I was gonna work best. I, I couldn't leave it to the wind. I had to. But Carol did that. have a, a yes. general plan for yeah. us as well. Okay, you know, but the, do as little as possible plan. Kind of, you know, not to put pressure on yourself to try and get in like ten sessions a week. It, there was never a possibility yeah. of me doing ten sessions no. a week. It just wasn't a reality. You know, I'm too much on with work. Yeah, I can't say to my clients. Sorry, I'm tired today because I was off swimming at six this morning and I can't function. You know, you just can't do that. So you have to prioritise things. So I'd squeeze it all into the weekend. Do you think training for the Ironman and doing triathlon made you stronger as a person? Mentally and emotionally made you stronger? If you do this, you're changed. You were strong anyway. Definitely. Yeah, but... yeah, does I, it change I, your no, focus? Does it change it, your outlook on life? I suppose really in in a way that's far beyond triathlon. Does it change you? Has it changed you? Well, we used to joke about it being bragging rights for life, you know. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, 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 I always felt, say, with marathon running, that I, I, there was nothing I couldn't do. I would. And I also think I don't have huge fear of things, you know, that I would just Except give it a go. Except on hills. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, like, you know, I'd never DNF'd in a, in a, in a, in a marathon event, say. Yeah. until I came to triathlon, triathlon. You know, I had, I've DNF'd twice in triathlon and people, somebody said to me, don't be telling people that, but that's actually my story in triathlon as well. It hasn't been an, an easy ride. I've hypothermia once, I was pulled off the bike in Dunleary because I didn't make the cut in Dunleary. But I survived that. And that day out in Connemara when we were hiding under the bush and trying to battle that wind, well, I said, sure, I've had two DNFs. You know, it's not, I've survived, you know. But it wasn't going to be for Iron Man. You know, all of that made us. But, you know, for all that, I, I knew that you wouldn't ever not try, you know, to finish oh, yeah. the day. Yeah. You know, for people who have DNF, do you think... God, I could never tackle something bigger. You know, it, it's not a, a natural progression of thought that you'd take on something bigger. Yeah. But for you, I knew you'd definitely finish it. Yeah, I, I would have to be. There was no stopped. doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Or for the training yeah. or anything. Yeah. You know, that, that we'd stick and at Sally, it. I just want to come back because um, swimming is one of the biggest barriers for yeah. people to get into triathlon, really, at whatever age. Yeah. It's the biggest thing. We and live on an island, just, but people yeah. still can't mm-hmm. swim. Yeah. So for you, you were fished out of the water, you were, you know, you got the hypothermia. How did you get yourself from being a non-swimmer to being able to complete the 3.8 kilometres required for an Ironman swim? Every, every year, every year I used to say to my husband, I could do the mammy swim, which was basically, you know, no goggles, head above the water, breaststroke. And I used to um, say to my husband, I'm going to learn to swim properly. And then about three years ago, John said to me, you know, are you ever going to learn to swim? So he was kind of basically putting it up to me. So I then got one-on-one lessons, not with the intention of doing triathlon, just because I thought it was a good life skill to have. And um, so I got five one-on-one lessons, and then I said, look, I get five more. And the thing I did then was I, I said, well, I'm not going to waste these lessons now. I'd have a lesson today, and I'd get into the water and practice tomorrow. 
But it was slow. Like I was literally kicking off the wall and I would get, you know, 10 feet up the pool and I'd have to stand up. That was how slow the whole process was for me. So, um, but I stuck with it. And then I, the year then I signed up for Ironman, half Ironman in, in uh, young shipping in Sweden, I gave myself six months to get to two kilometers. And um, oh my God, that getting to that two kilometers was way tougher than getting to the the 3.8 for Ironman. Oh, yeah. That was so, so hard. Um, up and down the pool. I, I just, and then I had, all that was fine in the pool then, but then I had to transfer all of that into open water. And that was another huge, huge challenge. And um, yeah, there was lots of fears and to get over, you know, just the waves, the current. The jellyfish. The jellyfish. There was, uh, you know, all the things that could eat you. We went in the first time I went in was out to 100 meters and back, and that was me done, right? No way, that was it. And it took another couple of weeks before I could go back in again, and it was, it was, it was, uh, it was challenging. But this is mad me for me to say this now, but my favorite part of the whole Ironman was the swim. But it is the shortest. I know that. But aside from that, it took most of my mental energy. That was the one thing that I was always concerned about that it took most of my mental energy you know to go long and yeah. to, to could I do it um and I just I did I did lots of things in the build-up to it I did distance week with ebb and flow in 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 Galway and um, where we did seven swims in a week uh, you know morning and evening Um they were another group that were very supportive yeah Carl would come on the surfboard one time with us and myself and Ken, you know, and when Ken is very confident and strong in the water. So I was always, if Ken's there, I'm fine, you know, and Carl was on the surfboard. So I had lots of really good, good support. There was one day when Carl came out on the board with us and we went to Grattan from Black Rock. Yeah. So just to explain to the listeners, um, Grattan to Black Rock is 1.9 kilometres along the promenade from uh, the beautiful Black Rock diving towers down towards the city of Galway. It's yeah. 1.9k. Yeah. Parallel, so to, parallel the to the promenade. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure what we looked like to the seagulls in the sky, yeah. but two seagulls, baby seagulls came down started to swoop and started down. circling us and looking at us. Yeah. I didn't know if they were going to take a nibble and I don't know if they thought we were no. seals or something. And yourself and Carl started and laughing and, we and laughing. I was screaming. Like she said, well, it's not as if they're going to come down and scoop you up, <laughs> scoop you up out of the water. Like I was screaming for the seagulls. They but were the, so close yeah. looking at us. But actually, that was really funny. That was the day of the swim, the Galway Bay swim from Clare to Galway to Black Rock. And um, just as we were coming back, the first swimmers were starting to get in and Ken said, I think we better not get out here at Black Rock just in case they think case that they we've, we've, done the whole we've, we've swam across the bay. So. That would have been a nice accolade as well. Um, Val, maybe you'll do that next year. Yay! Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bay, 13 yeah. kilometres from Auchinish in County Clare. Yeah, oh, it has been floated, but uh, no, we'll maybe. Excuse the pun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, Kayan, in terms of your training then, because you mentioned at the start that you know you didn't like running 5k and then you progressed, um, you, you were dipping your toes in triathlon, you had Maeve over the course of the last uh, few years during that triathlon journey, but you only ran your first marathon uh, at Run Galway Bay in October last year. And I remember calling yeah. you across the finish line. It was a very emotional thing. And you yeah. swore you'd never do one again. But the woman beside you <laughs> led you down to Clonakilty for Christmas. And you did another one for the crack. Yeah, we had for great the fun. Crack. Yeah, we had great yeah, fun. I didn't even really sign up for that marathon. I just put my name on a wait list. 
Do you remember? I do remember. And I nearly died when I got an email saying, if you want the place, it's there. So I thought, well, now it's That's put up karma. to you. Do yeah. it or not. And had an awesome race. You For a first marathon, you ran it so, well, so well. Well, I think the pacers were amazing. Yeah. yeah. I like have, having a, a good chat on the way. So anyone who yeah. talked to me, I'll talk to them. And was it Paul and Michelle? Yeah. Yeah, Marathon Club they Ireland. chatted to me the whole way yeah. around. Now, by yeah. the fourth loop, I couldn't talk at all. I mean, it's pure torture. And by the 5K, I could barely wheel my body forward. You yeah. know, it's, it's physically different difficult I think the last yeah. bit of any race you know so whatever stage you're at the last bit of a 5k is really difficult last bit yeah. of a 21k is really difficult and I don't know the last bit of is difficult yeah <laughs> but then yeah. when you do the next bit and you realize jeez I can go a bit further and it wasn't as difficult and then you think sure I'll try another bit you know but um like I don't wear a watch I just throw on the runners yeah. and I run as I feel yeah generally which is very different to lots and lots and lots of people who are obsessed with their garments and as i look at you here val has her garment on <laughs> i don't have my garment on because i'm watching the time on the phone but um Kayanne has a beautiful lovely fancy watch a fashion watch on her arm do you think Kayanne, is that a something that's very particular to the, your success in terms of getting to the finish line that you're able to read what your body needs and you go on your perceived effort of how you're feeling as opposed to what your watch is telling you and the pace you should be doing to complete a marathon in whatever time you might have had in your head to finish it in. I think so. I think for me personally, I don't like an, to put an added pressure onto myself to do something in a certain time. Like, as I said, life gives yeah. you enough pressures. Yeah. This should be something that's enjoyable where you, you know, you have a bit of time to yourself. There's no phones. There's nobody can find you when you're out running. You could be anywhere. And you look around and you listen, you know, the noises around Galway are great. That was very much, I I think that really is something that was really struck home for me because why I I would say I didn't really enjoy triathlon really because I didn't, I thought, what's the hurry here? Because if people were getting out of the water in the swim after me, you weren't placing anywhere. And... I, I, I was thinking, what's the hurry? Oh, my God. You know, nobody seems to be enjoying this. It's all rush, rush, rush. No, everyone has different goals. But we both, when I say didn't want to compete, because you have to take part and compete, we didn't want any time pressures for any of the events other than making the cuts yeah. initially. Yeah. And we went into all of this, you know, just very positive about doing it, but about finishing it. That was our ultimate yeah, goal. Yeah, do your best. Really Look do, around you. Exactly. Collect high fives. Yeah. You know, stop for a hug if you see somebody you know. Like we we, didn't want we the met pressure. each other. We met yeah. each other on the run for the Ironman. What do you mean? I met you in transition. And transition too. Yeah. But on the run, we were we were both in the horrors at that stage. Ken was brushing her hair. <laughs> She was having a cup of tea in T1. I must have a little check into your transition times, actually. Oh, please. Please. Put it this way. Put it this way. She was a good 10 minutes out of the water before me, and I met her when I came into transition. Carl said, What were you doing? Listen, she probably had to change her clothes like you can she do. And it. she took her time she and did. made sure that she had her dry socks on mm-hmm. and her full change and of my chamois cream. cycling yeah. gear. And, you know, she's yeah. talking about no pressure. Yeah. She wanted to finish it. And I left chamois cream in the first port loop for me. For Valerie. <laughs> it might be yeah. considered. Oh, no, it's not outside. This is one day. Actually. Yeah, one no, day. no, no, no. <laughs> we won't go down there. Um, but, you know, one of the things that uh, you mentioned to me, you know, when we were chatting about uh, doing the interview was that you're accidental Ironman. <laughs> 
you know, and just chatting to the two of you here, it's very clear that this was a case of let's get this done and let's, you know, this is the holy grail and what are they all talking about? And, um, you know, I wonder, can we do it? And I think we can do it. Um, but I'm sure there was plenty of people around who kind of said, jeepers. What are and Val? Valerie fished out of the water and <laughs> falling off her know, bike. Well, yeah. I think Valerie had more respect from the triathletes that you mm. met, you know, because of all the marathons you oh, run. Oh, yeah, I, you know. yeah. But did you That's get anybody? But I like, suppose there was there was also I, I felt like an expectation that I was going to do this amazing thing, particularly when I got onto the run. But yeah. what people don't realize you've a lot to do you're going a long time before you get on to the run and it's not like a normal marathon or half marathon you know it's it you're going like I mean I was nine and a half hours on the go before I got on to the run in the in the Ironman so it's 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 a long day um and I did meet one or two people from the triathlon club who said so you know you signed up for anything (laughs) this year and I said yeah I've signed up for an Ironman no, I we said, were whispering it to people. We were but there was one I said, I'm, I'm signed up for a full... And he said, a full arm man? I said, yeah, full arm man. And his jaw nearly hit the ground. So, you know, and in a way, I wouldn't blame him, to be honest. <laughs> it's not like I have, I have form or anything to suddenly announce I'm going to do an arm man. You know, but bit by bit, I suppose, over the last few years with the lovely crew we met yeah. that did Elsinore together this year. Half Ironman, yeah. We had a, a swim gang, little community. We had a cycle community. We yeah. had a run community. Yeah, yeah. You know, and bit by bit, the building blocks came together and you thought, well, if I can do this week and I'm up to that, we'll just keep going yeah. and see how we go. And that was amazing, really, is, is the support from people and people that we didn't expect, you know, that... And that we, we met we, through we, it. We said it was definitely a community of people that supported us you know and, and it's not just the triathlon community either really because you obviously would have had your family you were oh, without cycling doubt. with seven yeah. springs yeah. Yeah. yeah you had they welcomed us on a few saturday morning springs yeah. they were so funny one guy turned out one guy turned out to Kayanne and and said to her are you doing an ironman on that bike you know <laughs> like yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with our bikes. But, you know, they were really serious cyclists. So well, My bike was yeah. 10 years old, entry level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a yeah. winner of the World Championships on a Sunday road, uh, road bike in the in Nice, not a TT bike. So he was questioned about his road bi- about his bike choice as oh, well. So yeah. it worked oh, out right. for we're him in the company. end. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I have to say, like, Aoife Nocton, she did pin my ride on my bicycle. She gave me her wheels, yeah. patted around, put on handlebars. You know, they were all coming together to give us bits yeah. of equipment. Michelle made protein balls. They did everything they could yeah. to get us to the start line. And it was yeah. like, it takes a village to raise a child. It was like a village they to create so an Ironman. Yeah. But I think that's what's very special about triathlon as well, because I know you say you're, you're not competitive and you'd be very clear about saying we just want to cross the finish line. But there's plenty of athletes out there that are competitive. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody tries to help everybody else, or at least yeah. people are trying to help people. And I think that a lot of people genuinely were delighted to see yourselves signing up for a full distance um, and very inspired to see you do it Aww, as well. And I don't you. think you realise, yeah. you know, the impact that you have on our community as triathletes in Galway. And even if this, you know, when people are listening to this, that like two ordinary women, okay, we'll say Valerie had form at running. You didn't, she didn't have form at swimming. No. You didn't have form at swimming, but you had, 
you've been oh, in the sport a, a little bit long down. sorry not the formats at, yeah. at running maybe but you had the format swimming but you've yeah. been circumnavigating the sport of triathlon for a long time and you know I, over the years I've seen so many women in the triathlon club in Galway and I don't know if it's reflective of all triathlon clubs around the country many women you and I know and the things that they've achieved, it's just been amazing. And I used to see, you know, the Christmas parties, the layers being given to different people, or they'd list out their achievements. I thought, oh my God, these women are amazing. So I, we've been surrounded by that. And it, in a way, it makes it seem like it's normal it to does, do yeah. all these I'm, things. I'm yeah. say it, okay. It's actually you know? very normal, yeah. you know, because there's, I suppose in Galway, there's there's a, there's the Ironman Hall of Fame or the GTC yeah. Hall of Fame um, that you mentioned. That's those, yeah. those lays. And I think when you're surrounded by like-minded people, you can achieve an awful lot more. And it's that community piece. They do raise you up with them, absolutely. you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose when you contacted us to, to, to talk we like I sent back why us you know <laughs> because you know I suppose I see myself as a runner who decided to do a half half Ironman and you know at what point do I call myself a triathlete I have done a full Ironman am I a triathlete now I, I even asked my husband that I after the race you know but like I don't think I'm anything special, but I, I do think that if I can do it, anybody can, you know, and it, it just like you have to start. And for me, the start really was getting swimming lessons, five lessons. The that's, start is the hardest. That's, that was the, that was is the thing. Is it making the decision to start? Is it like anything? I spent years, it? Joanne. I spent yeah. years saying it's I'm going to learn to swim. as well, though. You don't know anybody in triathlon. You know, it takes a while to get to know people. And you kind of show your vulnerability a bit when you're in a swim class and you can't swim or yeah. when you're, you know, a track and you can't run or like I've never gotten to track. But or yeah. you fall off your bike you in fall? New York and when you've tried your cleats for the first time. There you go. Okay. Okay. But it's people like yourself and Noel that, you know, help me improve in my cycling. So it's bit by bit. That yeah. That, that you learn you well, can I was acquire the skills joking to you that um, I'd been in a couple of clubs before I joined Galway Tri Club and I was saying to, to Ken and all the girls I feel like I've joined this amazing <laughs> girls club seriously we're all is the it men we're all the men obviously said, they're not training with us they're not training with us but like without doubt uh, they all the girls they're amazing are absolutely fantastic and supportive and inspirational yeah you know they, they say we are but i'm thinking no, no they are really <laughs> no they are you know um and you know we had a, a actually we did the half ironman in elsinore in denmark in june with the most amazing group of, of of girls and what i loved about that we have a video of us all waiting for one last uh, girl to come over the line and we're all standing there and the whole lot of us standing on the the first second third podium and just hauled her up onto the podium you know just as if we'd won the as whole, we'd European won the whole championship. Thing championship exactly and that's what it was for us but it was great fun yeah oh, the whole thing fun. was fun really would you do fun. it again I told everyone on every food station I met in Calmar <laughs> I'm never running again not to mind doing an Ironman but I told, I told my husband the I'd memory is fading yeah. I have to say I said I'd sign it in blood I said please remind me to sign I'll sign and then oh my god I would so do it all again. Talk but to me about great the, year, talk to me about the finish line. Brilliant you know? year. 
the finish line, the feeling. Oh my god! Well, we trying to coordinate line. coming in together. If I could have run it all, I would have. I know. I would. I would you have looked like up you were running your video. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Right. I did make a big effort. Um, I felt I wanted it to count. I know it was going to be very short those few minutes on the the red carpet. And then all of a sudden, my husband was there. He had the Irish flag. He said afterwards I ran past him and then he called me back and I took the flag and then I ran over to Paul. And um, I don't know, Paul didn't know what hit him. <laughs> because I think I had him totally engulfed in a huge bear hug that he had the mic and he was trying to say, Valerie, you are an Iron Man. And I nearly had him choked. So, I don't know, he, he had thousands of people through through his hands that day. So he said, go on, finish it out. So I just ran on with the flag and oh my God, I didn't cry. When I went over the line, I have cried on so many marathons. <laughs> You're exhausted. Well, I cried on so mar- many marathons. I mean, I was just so glad it was over. <laughs> I could stop moving. But yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I had never felt that in you the half hour. Like a celebrity or something. Yeah. Know? And I don't know what it's like for the people who go faster, but, you know, and finish earlier. But they make such an effort for the people who oh come towards gosh. the back, you know, of the. You weren't too close to the back now. You were well in the mix of the middle. But so we could hear what no, they but did. Tell about what they did. They yeah, did. The hall the, went down for you and yeah. went all up, didn't they? They raised Not their for hands. Me now, but oh. oh, that was because I said I knew Joanne and yeah. Paul Kay got everybody to do a one, two, three Mexican wave. Yeah, and, which was lovely. But the last few people coming in, you could see the lights. They oh, they the turned off. Hour. The, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. And they turned hour. off the light, the lights. Yeah. And as somebody came in, it's like they they were trying to scare them or frighten them because then the lights would come on and everyone went bananas. So I'd say they felt like. Oh. A celebrity, like they've yeah. won the thing. Yeah, coming in. It is you a know, special place. It is a very special place. Um, the Ironman distance has been in Calmer for twenty-five years, but I think the Ironman brand only since two thousand and twelve. So this is a is a city that's grown up with Ironman, and we definitely felt that all Going the way through the neighborhoods. They had parties yeah. and they made us dance. We could barely walk, and they made yeah. us dance through this. A, a balloon arch and red yeah. carpet. Do you remember? Lights through the forest. It was oh, really they were, special. They, yeah. they, they, People they do it, are brilliant. They do it well. They do yeah. it very well. If you could go back to before the race and do anything differently in your training or your preparation, would there anything you'd do differently? Uh, I would say you would probably say we'd do more probably running. Probably more, run more, but yeah. I, mean, I didn't really have the time to do it. Yeah. I, I For me, I... I think I would like to have been better on the bike. Um, you know, it's so funny now because I have a, in my head, I'm saying I'm going to really focus on the bike this winter coming. Um, but maybe I should have done that last winter. But yeah, I'd like but to. you did. We did lots of training. Yeah. You know, through yeah, the winter, through yeah. the hard months. We did, even though, the, yeah, but I, I, I think I would like to improve my cycling personally a, a, a bit more. I'm such an awesome swimmer now. That <laughs> gold medalist <laughs> That's heading to Tokyo sign me up <laughs> in terms of your training volume I suppose really I should have asked that question maybe first what was your level of training like during the week you know what were the did you do many sessions and okay and you, you'd say you did one long swim one long bike one long run Oh and no. pro- I probably did two swims yeah you did this you did consistent skills as well yeah yeah one long cycle one long run run and maybe a little bit of core stuff at home stretching Carl yeah. would give me exercises but they'd be no more than like 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening. I really should have gotten up early and gone out for early morning runs, yeah. maybe early morning swims. But 
I found that if I did that, I wasn't able to work, you know, productively through the day. So I didn't do it. So that's probably the height of what I did. Maybe a second run towards the end, I was able to squeeze in. And were you doing you know? any spinning classes or turbo sessions? Or? Only, only if the weather was bad, yeah. we, we would spin or we do watt bike and run. If yeah. the weather, we tried to stay out, really. Yeah, spinning was horrendous. Yeah. We tried it was to too hot out. and it was, yeah. too, it was miserable. So we tried to go out any time. Every time, yeah. Unless the weather was dangerously bad. See, I would have been different then, Joanne, because I would have had probably more time, definitely more time than can. And I felt initially I was I was going great. But after the half Ironman in June, I, I, I was finding it hard to recover. And I definitely um, needed to pull back then. Because what was happening whenever we'd meet at weekend, Kian would be flying on the bikes and the runs and I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. So I, I definitely, you know, pull back a day's training um, just got a bit smarter, you know, with recovery, took all that very seriously. Um, I took my recovery six- very seriously <laughs> from Monday to Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So did you not train Monday to Thursday pretty much? Not really. Not really. So I'd be travelling with work. So Thursday evening, it would start with the swim drills. Friday, might do a run. But then Saturday, long cycle. Sunday, long run. run. Sunday yeah. night, swim again. And then... Yeah, that was, a tough, that was a tough day. If you, if you, so for you, you'd have yeah. the bike or the run on a Sunday morning. It was generally a run on Sunday morning. And then you'd go back swim. in for yeah. swimming on Sunday evening. So that's yeah. that was tough. And how long were you training? Like, how long did you, when did your training plan kind of kick in to that level that you were, you know, was it six months out, nine months out? Like, oh, when no, did you? Probably oh, from January. Oh, November, I'd say. Yeah, November, Didn't yeah. We yeah, we that? started November, but in earnest, we probably kicked into a plan in, in January. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when you bought the book? <laughs> I bought the book. I bought the book twelve months ago. <laughs> we looked at it for twelve months. Valerie <laughs> sent me pictures of all we were supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, just tell me where to be on a Saturday morning. Well, I thought that's not going to work. I'll just tell her what we're doing today. And then on race day, on for Sweden, like what was the plan? You know, get out, get the oh, swim yeah. done. I mean, had you a time in mind? Did you wear a watch on race day, Kayan? Didn't wear a watch on race day. Did I? I did wear a watch for the time, but I didn't. You weren't watching your heart rate or anything like that. No, no. no. Okay. Yeah, I four four a.m. out of the bed, and because um, we were in with two friends of ours as well who live in Kalmar and they had done Ironman Kalmar before um, Bob and Johnny Hillard Clonakilty Waterford Marathon and um, we basically so they we were kind of they minded us because they knew the drill with um, you know we'd be here at a specific time and, yeah. we're, and there so we all kind of went down to the, the, the water together and then we got separated remember when we went into the we were getting into the water I thought she went in a slower <laughs> group after agreeing to go 120, there was no sign of her. Yeah, yeah. But you I, stayed in the 120. I did, yeah, we just got up. separated in, in the thing. And uh, yeah, I went into the water then with with Johnny, not being able to find Kayanne. And I, I actually just said to myself, after all these these couple of years of learning to swim, that if I didn't get in here and get calm really quickly, it wasn't going to happen. And oh gosh. From the but minute, you were well ready for it. From the minute I went in, oh my gosh. It yeah. was just Sea was lovely. Perfect. It was like a swimming pool. Did you yeah. have a sense of relief, Al, that you were finally starting the race and there was nothing more you could do at that point? You just had to get in and swim. You know, uh, Joanne, always in training for Ironman, I had this feeling that uh, uh, you never have it enough done. 
that was more feeling I had that, you know, there was always another long bike. There was always another long run. You know, I definitely had that. There had to be some stop at some point with the training. So when I got to that point, I was just so glad to be there at the start line. No matter injury free as well. Injury free. Yeah, happy to be there. And just to get to that, that I'm actually now getting into the water. And this is just, and even when I was in the swim, I didn't think about the bike. And when I was on the bike and we had a tough, windy bike, Mm. I didn't think about what was ahead on the run. I just was trying to be where, where I was. So... And I got out of the water actually saying, I had an amazing swim. So that's that the first was it. thing you said when I met you. Yeah, you remember? I did. Yeah. This is after you've been in transition for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, she delayed me. <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse. Yeah, and, I, and then someone shouted at us that we had one third of it done. You're on one third of the way to Ironman. And I thought, oh, yeah. Forgetting the fact that it was the shortest part of it. And but the easiest part. <laughs> but it was. It but was. the most nerve wracking for most people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and what I have found as well, particularly people who come from a running background, that it is the most nerve wracking to go back and learn to swim. And, you know, like Bob, yeah. my, 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 my buddy Bob, he just swims it on his back. You and know? Carl's cousin's the same. You yeah. know, he's a good swimmer in the pool, Ross. Yeah. Mm. And but fear of but open water. So. Yeah, he doesn't like the open water, yet he keeps signing up for Ironman every year. And I think that's just amazing. Yeah. You know, it's easy for me because I've done surfing for years with Carl. So does Bob. I, I can go into any conditions, but for people who are scared of the water, yeah, to go in and do three point eight kilometers, I think is amazing. Yeah, you know, phenomenal. You could die. Well, that would have been like you're not going to really die on a yeah. bike or run, really. You know, whereas you yeah. could drown. No, Val might have something else to say about that after What's her that? crash in Dingle. Dingle. <laughs> or, or do oh, yeah. even yeah. like and, I, and I had a, a little tumble in yeah. Ireland as well. So, so. Will you go long again, girls? Oh, gosh. Maybe. It's a big drain on family time. Yeah. That's the one thing I would say. Is it Carl's turn to go long this time? Yeah, Yeah. he signed up for one. I think the girls are trying to convince me to do one next year, and he signed up before I could, so... (laughs) (laughs) Decision made. Yeah. But I'm having a joke every time we're, we're, we're floating stuff over and back between us because I was saying to all, you know, the girls who were supporting us, I was saying, that's it. I'm never doing another triathlon again. And now... We're like, oh, what about this? What about this? If you do it, I'll do it. If you do it, I'll do it. So it's just something that just once you do it, it's... But I think for anybody looking to, I don't know, deal with whatever is going on in their life, it's a great sense of community. And that energy that you yeah. get from actually doing exercise, those natural endorphins, endorphins that you get. Yeah. Like we had a great year. We felt great. Yeah. You felt... I won't quite say loved now that might be a bit too touchy feely but like we definitely felt supported and buoyed up and that can get you through an awful lot so you know maybe doing an Ironman not to compete but just to help you deal with whatever is going on in your life might be a good thing to think about and it's a huge goal to have out there you know for us when we were talking it was like that was that was a year away you know that we don't have to worry about it for a year but in your mind, you're slowly, slowly tipping away. You're in the pool, you know, you're just getting on your bike in the winter. Oh, this is great. Look, we can do 50K, you know, and it builds up. And all of a sudden, a hundred kilometer bike ride is a short ride. But you know, what we did really was cycle to coffee shops. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. Like, food, yeah, yeah, yeah. food was very important for oh, me. Yeah. Food was very important. <laughs> I had to eat constantly. Yeah. So that's a, that's one thing I have discovered about triathletes. They like to eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. 
She I now does sausage rolls on her yeah, bicycle yeah. rides. I and bring them every morning. <laughs> Never ate sausage rolls in my life till I started doing triathlon. <laughs> Brilliant. I would totally recommend anybody. So that was an answer of yes, you would go long again in a long-winded way. Okay, Joanne. If family <laughs> time and commitments would yes. allow it. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And if you were yeah. doing it, I think yeah. I would do it. You know, could, with you. Yeah, because we'd be, right. yeah, we will do it again. I know yeah. we will do it again. I know we will. Yeah. Just nothing worse. Not Don't come not. up with any other crazy bad ideas. <laughs> I'm too tired. <laughs> I know. I, previously, people would have said getting people to sign up for a marathon was mad enough. But mm. a full Ironman, there's, there's no... It was a great this, day, though. Yeah. I, I To be honest, of all, it was my favourite day. Even a hard day, but it's my favourite triathlon ever. Yeah. I can't even explain it. Somebody had said to me before, the actual day of Ironman is brilliant. The actual day of Iron Man is brilliant. Well, it's like the victory lap. I mean, that's what we say to people in the race briefings. You know, the, the race day of Ironman is like the victory lap for all the training that you've done. Yeah. It's 140.6 miles of racing. You've actually put in all the hard yards and the hard yeah. miles and the issues before it. And this is about celebration. It's about celebrating everything that you've done, sacrificed, achieved to this point yeah. culminates in that one albeit long day for most yeah. people of racing uh, to get to that magic Did you concert. enjoy it when you did it? Um, it's so long ago now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did sign up for a long one. distance race. I think it was uh, 2013 was my last long race. My last triathlon was May 2017, the Ironman 70.3 Majorca. Oh, yeah, so, uh, but I do have an entry for a race that's very, very quickly approaching. <laughs> Uh, Dublin City Marathon. Whoa, we'll be there. I have yeah. an entry for that. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not as committed as I should be to it. But um, I have the entry and I'm back doing a little bit. As much for my head as for my body. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, but this isn't about me. This is about you, ladies. <laughs> so I just want to turn it back. And I have a few more questions to ask before we finish up. And one of those, I suppose, really is, um, you know, who's been the greatest influence in your life to date in terms of either sport or triathlon or is it each other is it somebody outside of triathlon who's been the biggest influence I'd say for me there's two people definitely Carl Prendergast my husband because he's been so supportive in such a subtle in such a subtle way you know no pressure or anything just wants you to be the best you can if you want it for yourself you know and second person's lady sitting next to me here honestly like wow she's just so positive all the time you keep at it even when it's tough you know you're just such an inspiration to even be around and now i'm going to get the tears (laughs) (laughs) i better stop but really honestly i can't look at you you're like batman and robin the two i know yeah it was amazing joanne (laughs) you know when i say things line up perfectly you know i couldn't have chosen anybody better really because I, I was in least a... least likely, le- probably. No, no, nobody better. Because it, it, I'm at a kind of a stage in my life at, after running for so long that I, I just didn't want pressure. I just want to do things for fun now going forward. And I had such yeah. fun with you. And that was the thing. When she left Calmar, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to miss her. And it was just the regularity of, you know, meeting up and chatting. And I'm not chatting. <laughs> we yeah. would not be able to talk sometimes but yeah so without doubt I I felt it lined up for me so perfectly you know in terms of um people who are listening to the show who might be thinking an Ironman is way out there 
or a triathlon, even a sprint or a try a try sprint or even a marathon is way out there and they could never achieve it. Oh gosh, no. What would you say to them? I, um, what, would you, what would you say to somebody as the, the first piece of advice you'd say to somebody who wants to do something of, of what you've completed? Well, you've brought you. so many people <laughs> through Fit for Life. Yeah, you know, you, you see, that was it. That's it. Really is, it it's, is it joining a club? It, yeah, that can help because you have a yeah. huge uh, tribe, is yeah. the common word, yeah. using a huge tribe. But it's starting. Um, like, for me, it's not look at, even in, if you just want to run, for me, when I had training people in Fit for Life, the goal was 5K. Don't think of 5K. Just think about doing your minute on, doing your minute off. I wasn't a swimmer. Sign up for the lessons. Do one-on-one with one person who you mm. really like and get into the water. Break it down, yeah. probably. Yeah. The end goal is too huge for a marathon. It is yeah. way too huge for an Ironman. It was way too huge for us to look yeah. at the end yeah. of, you know, of the training. It's like of a the big food. elephant. Huge. Take and you don't know how, you know, you train and you do it mainly separately. You know, you do the bike one day, you do the cycle one day. Then you start doing bricks. But it's not the same as putting the whole lot together on a day. Oh my and you gosh. just don't know how your tummy is going to be. <laughs> that's it. You know, how your body is going to react, how your head's going to react. We but kept that's saying, the exciting thing. You we, know, we kept saying, how is it going to be on the day? How are we going to put all these together? Yeah. And yet you do. You do. You actually do. And you're just elated getting off the bike. You know, maybe not so elated in the run because you're tired, but just start. Did you ever think you couldn't do it? on the day in general in the lead up to it did you ever think you'd fail did those doubts come in I had probably one meltdown when we had that, that big cycle in the burn do you remember that went that day with Seven Springs and I was it was the week after oh, yeah. um, the half iron man in Elsinore and my husband was on that um, cycle as well and they were all in awe of can flying up the hills and I just had nothing and in the tank. And to get to a coffee no, shop, really. No, you are really good on hills. And I had nothing in the tank. And I was at the back of the group and crying to my husband saying, I can't do this. I don't think I can. I just don't think I, I, I'm going to be able to double up what I did last week. But weekend. they were going fast that day. And we stayed back then they were, for a bit of it. But, uh, but uh, that was probably the one day that I, I would have doubted, you know, I would have doubted myself. But then I kind of quickly gave myself a big hard talking to and said cop on and, yeah, and I did got it. myself together yeah. and I did the, but that was probably the, the one day I, I would have had a low about it all but there wasn't too many of those that was the thing there wasn't no. and that was all pure tiredness when you'd be very tired very Just tired really yeah. physically tired but did I think I wouldn't do it I didn't really know I was going to give it my all and I was going to hijack every high five I could see yeah, on the way I was never, we were I never on the day it. never on the day did I think that we weren't going to do it no. I never thought now, that now if the order of Malta had pulled up with 5k to go I she think I might that. have gotten in <laughs> I was in a whole world of pain with 5k to go yeah. really but then I thought if I never got a t-shirt if I never got a medal you know all that goes through your head I don't care I just want it over it's a long day you're absolutely exhausted yeah. you have nothing left yeah. but yet you keep going you know don't mind her she wouldn't have got into the ambulance you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't if a horse and cart had pulled off I got into it they wouldn't have been able to get near you because there were so yeah. many spectators in Calmar well ladies thank you so much for joining me for the show um, absolutely incredible listening to you um, if nothing else out of all of it you've become an Ironman and I think you've absolutely bonded 
for life. I don't think anything will yeah. ever drive a wedge no. between no. you. And uh, I'm looking forward Our to the next buddies. podcast <laughs> uh, with you ladies when you've completed some other um, endurance event. We're not sure what yet, oh, but... Yeah. Uh, the jury's out. She might sign up with us. We might <laughs> sign up with <laughs> exactly. We can work towards it together. You'll have to wait for us on the bike, though. Yeah. You'll have, yeah. have to wait for me on the run. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen, thanks, ladies, so much uh, for joining me today. And it's great to have fellow uh, Galway Tri Club members on the show. Delighted to be able to have you here. Um, Thank thanks you again. Asking. Thank you. You're very Real welcome. And congratulations again. Yeah. So for everybody listening to the show, thanks as always for giving me your time. If you enjoyed it, please take 30 seconds to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and on the Facebook page, Try Talking Sport. For more information and to check out our previous episodes, log on to www.trytalkingsport.com. You can also subscribe for free across all podcast platforms. Until next time.